0: Okay, we are back in open session to announce the decision in case number 20203078, Wild v. Cooper's Tavern. The uh, appeals board has voted unanimously to uphold the decision of the hearing examiner in their review of initial determination. And with that, we have reached to agenda item number four, adjournment with no other Items left to discuss. The appeals board is adjourned.
1: Thanks. Can I ask a quick question of staff. Zach. Sure. Um. Chelsea, you're still with us, correct? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Um, and maybe this is a Sydney question, but um, I always feel um. I don't know what I feel, but um, concern for a, a claimant in like a case like this where they really have gone through a significant amount of administrative work and are really seeing this case through the end where, you know, upon initial review of the case, I think it's very hard to see that any relationship between a protected class and uh, discrimination has occurred Could you help us understand what information is provided to a claimant as they're going through this process so that they know the basis upon which this commission is making a determination with those three clear aspects of the protected class, the adverse action, and the nexus between the two? I mean, I know folks will go through this process if they feel wronged, but how how are we informing people at the onset so that they have expectations about how a decision is being made? Chelsea, I'm going to defer to you on that one because I'm only in, like, my third week, so I don't want to speak to anything and and not be correct on um, my
2: assumptions. But thank you, and I apologize. Sure, Rochelle. When the complaint is initially served, we do give kind of an outline of what that process looks like, uh, the different options. Um, and as far as it getting to this point with the commission, uh, the, com- the claimant is notified that, you know, the, the commission is going to be reviewing it, but that is a really great question that might be better for Byron, um, maybe at the full commission meeting to ask him a question about that, of how the complainant understands, you know, the different things that the, you know, not only that EOC appeals committee is deciding on but also you know when it's just in the investigation process and also when it gets to fourth level for the hearing examiner either at the hearing level or an NPC review so that might be a better question for for Byron to kind of explain you know what each step of that process looks like and how we're informing the complainant of these things
1: thank you Chelsea I, I think that's a um good way to proceed. And um, I can bring this back to Byron another time. I think that often what we end up seeing is um, perhaps a conflict between someone who feels mistreated, which maybe they are, maybe they weren't, um, and what constitutes discrimination based on our (laughs) powers and ordinances here. So, you know, I think that's usually what we see is a conflict between those two issues. And I would just like to make sure that we're doing everything we can to inform the public of what expectations they can have through this process and what the um, likely outcomes are given, um, given our powers here. So thank you.
0: Melanie, did you have something?
3: Yeah, I was just going to comment. I think that, a lot of times, like the delay, for example, that we experience with the appeals, it's also a problem for the for the company, I think, like uh, Turner's Tavern or, or whatever, because they keep wanting to get some answer, too, you know, because uh, they have issues of liability, and sometimes they would even be uh, financial liability. And so when these things just sort of drag on, drag on, uh, I think not only the, the claimant, but the respondent, uh, gets equally frustrated.
0: Definitely.
3: You okay. know, the other thing I was wondering if, uh, uh, you know, the hearing examiner, I can't think of his name now, I know Blackwell, well, uh, if maybe he would be a good person to also come and explain that uh, issue of how uh, people are informed and so forth.
2: Definitely. Kelsey? I know it's that uh, hearing examiner Blackwell and Rebecca Bilo have both said that they are not a party to these appeal committee meetings uh, because it presents potentially as a conflict of interest or that they could influence your decision. So they've been asked, they've asked me that they're not notified when these meetings are happening, just the outcome. Um, so to have Ford come to this or even Rebecca. Uh, is not the best idea, but we could invite them to a full commission meeting to give a little bit of context on that, but not the appeals.
3: No, I I, I didn't know exactly where it would be best for them to come. but And and if we, you know, have a situation maybe where we have more people uh, being on the appeals committee or different people being on the appeals committee, I think it would be enlightening to the whole commission to know how it really works.
0: Right. Well, that's something that we can certainly take back to the larger group and yeah. have some conversations on. Okay. Anything else from anybody? Otherwise, we can officially adjourn.
3: Okay. See you later. Okay. okay.
0: Five. In a few minutes.
3: Thanks, yeah. Patricia. Thank Thanks, for-